0: Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. This is the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. You probably imagine the sea as a very peaceful place, maybe out on a boat and enjoying the peace and quiet. However, if you are a sea creature, it can be a very noisy place. And that noise is really hard to get away from. Of course, the noise is man-made and is from ships all around the world. The noisiest areas are concentrated in the busiest shipping lanes, like the ones between Europe and the United States. There has been some new research on the noise levels in those areas, and they are very high. The creatures most affected by this sound pollution and, yes, it really is a type of pollution, are whales, who use sounds to communicate to each other over huge distances. And remember, sound travels much farther in water than through the air. It is not just ships that cause noise, but drilling and oil exploration too. At the moment, there doesn't seem to be any compromise possible to reduce the noise in the ocean, and we can't say how that will affect the habits of whales in the years ahead, but it certainly won't be good news. The giant panda is one of the most iconic and most endangered animals on the planet. It is estimated that just 1,600 of the pandas remain in their remote habitats on the Chinese mainland. However, new research has shown that the giant panda produces a very powerful antibiotic in its bloodstream, and this could be really helpful in fighting diseases in people. It seems to be a different type of antibiotic, and so could be quite powerful in fighting diseases in humans, especially the diseases that have become resistant to our existing antibiotics. Unfortunately though, giant pandas are very reluctant to breed in captivity and take many years to reach maturity too, and so a panda farm to harvest this antibiotic is really not possible. That is maybe just as well for those of us who love the giant pandas in their natural habitat, but at least scientists can try to understand how the panda antibiotics work and perhaps copy them for use in humans. There was positive progress in building reusable space rockets recently. Ever since the NASA Space Shuttle fleet was retired last year, there are now no space rockets that can be reused over again. However, that objective came one step closer a couple of weeks ago with the testing of a new rocket by the American company SpaceX. They successfully tested a rocket that could take off and land vertically and so without having to land in the same way as a plane does. The rocket only lifted several metres into the air, but this new type of reusable rocket is hoped to become one of the main ways to make space travel more affordable and to get supplies to the International Space Station. Tests on the new rocket are continuing. One of the questions that mankind will have to address in future is whether human cloning should be allowed. That is, the cloning of an exact replica of someone. There has been some limited cloning of animals the cloning of a sheep 15 years ago being the most famous example but as yet no cloning of people has been done as we don't have the technology yet we have no idea what any consequences would be and if just a physical replica would be created or if emotions and feelings might be the same too But if, for example, a parent had lost a baby to a disease, would it then be acceptable to clone another baby to replace it? It is a very complicated ethical question, and one where most people have different views. What do you think? Should human cloning ever be justified if we do perfect the technology? If you go back in time to the age of the dinosaur and, at that time, wanted to eat dinosaur meat, then how would it taste? Although we couldn't ever say for sure, scientists have tried to compare the types of meat from animals today with the evidence of dinosaurs from millions of years ago. They believe that dinosaurs that ran a lot and had strong back legs might be the type that would provide the tastiest meat. Also, the type of flying raptor-type dinosaur might have had a taste like strong chicken, too. Dinosaurs with very long necks might also have tasted good, too, as that neck meat could have had a strong flavour. However, would a T-Rex taste any good? Scientists say probably not, as their eating habits were not very good, and so the meat would not have been very good either, which is maybe just as well. And that's it for the Teen Time Science blog for another week. I'm Neil Chase, and I'll be back again next week with more from the science world.